and strangers, does that not make you a serial killer? I didn't kill him every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm going to kill him? If I did, there would be hundreds. it took you 12 months. Then he rings up Rex again, and that's when I just looked at him and I started sobbing. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Because, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. This is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. Hi, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? It's a nice day. It's sunny out. It didn't rain, which is kind of a bummer because that's how I wash my car. But same. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping it was going to. Yeah. I even took it out of the garage to wash it. Yeah. I was like, oh, it'll be nice. And then now it looks worse. No. Yeah. We just got enough rain to make it look dirtier. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> And I'm like, dang it, got to go pay five bucks at the self-wash No, 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 it's supposed to rain on Wednesday. Oh, there we go. Okay, I, I can wait that long. <laughs> and then it won't come and you'll have to wash your car anymore. Yep. Oh, yeah. so, living in Southern California. Fantastic. Yeah. Rent prices, reasonable. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Are you ready for today's story? Definitely. Who do you have for us? Well, well her name is Jody Arias. And I think I've actually heard this name. This is a pretty recent murder, isn't it? It was in 2008, but the trial wasn't until like 2013. Yeah, I remember her. Okay, interesting. You yeah. do? Yeah, okay. I, I don't remember the full story, but I can I can actually like conjure up uh, her face in my mind. Yeah. So, so I recall her from from headlines and stuff. Yeah, this was a huge case. Yeah, 2008, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm positive we even talked about her in, in some some of my criminology courses after high school. Oh, yeah, probably. So, so yeah, this will be good. <laughs> okay, well, she was born on July 9th, 1980, and she was, this is, was, she's not dead, but back then she was described as a carefree aspiring photographer. And in 2006, she met a guy named Travis. <gasps> That's my brother's name terrible name <laughs> uh at what is called a ppl conference in vegas this stands for pre-paid legal services so it's kind of like an insurance you buy that covers you in case you ever need a lawyer huh their slogan was like a lawyer in your back pocket and it kind of sounded like a little bit of a pyramid scheme to me. Just a little low-key. Excuse you, multi-level marketing. <laughs> you too can be your own boss from home, Danny. And they actually, after this case, they changed their name to Legal Shield. <laughs> I think I've heard of that too. Yeah, no, it's a big company. Huh. Um, but anyways, so Travis was there as a motivational speaker slash salesman. And Jody was there attending the conference, trying to, you know, get get in, maybe get a job with them. So she went and she met Travis there and it was just like immediate chemistry. They hit it off. Um, they stayed up until like 4 a.m. talking and he was just smitten with her. So Travis was a Mormon and he was like, I can't be with you. It's against the religion. So she conveniently converted to Mormonism like three months later <laughs> and Travis was the one who 
baptized her. She converted in November, and then they began dating in February. Like, officially dating. And they dated, like, on again, off again for a year and a half. You know, they'd, like, break up, get together, break up, that kind of thing. Travis's friends did not like her at all. They said a lot of her behaviors were extremely concerning. She was possessive. She'd go through Travis's phone, his emails, like, look in his social media, all that kind of stuff. That's not okay to do. And she would follow him around, like, never leave him alone and listen in on any conversations he had. So, like, if he went outside to talk on the phone, she would follow him. And then uh, she was always all over him, like, hugging him, kissing him like kind of unacceptable behavior to a point like very what's the word clingy yeah and there was this one time where Travis's friends tried to talk to him about this behavior and be like it's not normal it's like red flags you should probably break up with her and one of the friends was like, I just got this feeling that she was listening, so I went to the door and opened it, and she was right there. And this is a quote from the friend. There was a rage in her eyes. Sky and I were very frightened at this point. She might burn down our houses, you know, with all of us inside it. So five months into the relationship, Travis ends it. And weeks after the breakup, Jody moves to be closer to him because she had originally lived in California and he lived in Arizona so she was going a lot to visit him and they like had a long distance relationship for the first few months but after he ends it she moves to be closer to him and she would show up at his house unannounced all the time and she would just like let herself inside of his house without knocking stuff like that and another quote by his friend is sometimes Travis would be angry with her and other times he would jump into bed with her and they would have sex. So like even though they were broken up, they were still talking, Travis was still like engaging with her and like probably leading her on a little bit, you know? And this relationship just like revolved around sex. Even while broken up, Travis was like still with her that way. And during this time, Travis was dating other women as well. So when he was dating other women uh, twice, the tires on his cars got slashed. <laughs> and it wasn't proven that it was Jody, but I mean, getting your tires slashed twice when you're with another woman, it was, it was yeah. probably Jody. So then, eight months after moving closer to Travis, Jody finally moves back to her family's house in California and Travis told his friends that he finally felt free and like he could move on with his life and just get past all this with her you know but he kept calling Jody and kept texting her and kept engaging in phone sex with her and all that stuff that you don't do with an ex that you want out of your life <laughs> so in May of 2008 there were these text messages released uh, later during the trial, and it showed that they were in a huge fight 
but it seems like the fight had started on the phone, so we don't know what the fight was about, but it was so heated that Travis even called her a sociopath and told her to stay away from him. The month after, in June of 2008, Travis was scheduled to go to a work conference in Mexico, Cancun, Mexico, a company retreat, if you will, and he was taking, planning on taking a woman he was seeing who was like a nice Mormon girl named Mimi, but he misses a work call that, a conference call that is supposed to happen before he leaves, so his work kind of starts to get worried, and then his friends haven't heard from him for five days, and they're kind of freaking out, and the girl he's supposed to go to Mexico with, Mimi, she's like, I haven't heard from him either, and we're supposed to leave for Mexico tomorrow. So some of his friends go over to his house to check on him, and his roommate is like, oh, I thought he left for Mexico like a week ago. <laughs> and they're like, no, he's supposed to leave tomorrow. So the friends like search and search, and he has the master bedroom that has its own bathroom, and it's like a whole wing of the house almost that he has to himself, and it's locked, but they manage to find a key, and they get in there, and when they get in, there is blood everywhere. There's bloody handprints, bloody footprints. They go to the bathroom and his body is in the shower. And there's just blood all over the bathroom. It's super gross. It turns out he had been stabbed more than 20 times. It was between 27 and 29 times. His throat was cut end to end all the way through his vocal cords and he had been shot in the head. So he's definitely dead. His friends call 911 and they're immediately like, you have to check out his ex-girlfriend. She is cray cray. And is that offensive? <laughs> I don't think so. She's crazy. It's okay. not the most technical term. <laughs> um, so Jody's like, no, it couldn't have been me. I was driving to Utah at the time to see this guy that who I've been dating for a while. Uh, I did talk to Travis on the phone that day, but I haven't seen him in months. The, the police had found a camera in the washing machine and they managed to get uh, pictures off of it and it was pictures of Jody and Travis together, time-stamped the day of the murder. <laughs> they also... You know how I mentioned bloody handprints? Yeah. Some of them belong to Jody. Coincidence. <laughs> and they arrest Jody, and she is like, No, I was driving to Utah. So they talk to the guy she's supposed to go see, and he's like, She arrived a day late, and I could not get a hold of her. And she's like, Oh, I arrived a day late because my phone died and I got lost. <laughs> they're like okay you got lost for a whole day so anyways the police like clearly don't believe her and then they look into it more and she was living with her grandparents and they had a 25 caliper handgun go missing a week before the murder oh how unusual because there was a shell a gunshot shell found in travis's bathroom that was also 25 caliber but jody continues to deny any involvement she's like nope 
I wasn't there. I don't know how I got there. It wasn't me. However, the next day, she's like, okay, guys, I was at the house. <laughs> After spending a night in jail, she changes her mind. She says she arrived at his house at 3 a.m., and they had sex, and then they slept, and later uh, they took a shower together, and she took pictures of him in the shower and them together, and that's what was on the camera, those mm -hmm. pictures. And while that was happening, they were attacked by two masked intruders. And these intruders were just, like, super intent on killing Travis, and she doesn't know why. And they tell her that if she tells anybody about this incident, they'll kill her family, and they let her go. The police don't believe this, and they arrest her for first-degree murder. She was in prison for four years while awaiting her trial because there's a bunch of like lawsuit jury stuff that happened that I don't really want to even begin to understand it was like first there was a problem with the defender they chose and then there's also problems with like tests they wanted to give her um for her IQ and mental stability mm. and stuff like that like it just was a long process to take to get to trial right and in January of 2013, her trial starts on the witness stand. Plot twist again. She changes her story. She admits to killing Travis, but says it was self-defense after he became angry when she dropped the camera that had been found in the washing machine. She says that she was abused as a kid and it caused like these memories to come back to her and she just like blacked out and she shot him but she didn't stab him and it was just all this stuff and cool motive still murder <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um i mean that's the best she has right now because it's like not premeditated right just straight up first degree murder you know she was going for second degree there mm -hmm. trying to yeah get the charges lowered yeah and she also says that travis had previously abused her and that she had once found him masturbating to child pornography and she i mean like okay she just kind of seems all over the place here yep there was no evidence ever found that he watched child pornography or anything there was like one weird voicemail left on her phone that said something about like how he wanted to tie her to a tree dressed like red ribbon riding hood and like sodomize her so it definitely seems like he had a um they had a kinky relationship that might have crossed some boundaries i don't know but there was no nothing to back up the whole child pornography thing mm -hmm. Travis's brother actually came out and said her mission was basically to murder my brother again for a second time by destroying his reputation. The self-defense story was a joke. My brother didn't even own a gun. So in May of 2013, the jury found Jody guilty of first-degree murder, but they couldn't come to a consensus on whether or not she should get the death penalty. A second jury was brought in to also vote on that, and they couldn't come to a consensus either, so by default, she was given life in prison instead. 
she has tried to appeal since then. She actually tried to appeal in 2020, but mm. the court upheld life in prison. And the prosecutor of the case, he, his name was Juan Martinez, and he had a pattern of misconduct, and he's since been dismissed as a prosecutor and a lawyer. But the court said that Jody was convicted on her guilt, and that didn't affect that. So she is still in prison today. And that is the story of Jody Arias. I'm glad this one didn't end with, and then she got out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to dissect there. She is no doubt a pathological liar, and she continues to change her story, mm -hmm. which I find kind of fascinating. And she's really good at lying, too. Like, she's very believable when you watch her do it. It's crazy. Yeah. To an extent, they believe it as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole subreddit about people who think she's innocent. Wow. They're like, she's small. There's no way she could have, like, murdered this guy who's bigger than her. She, what else do they say? Like, it doesn't make sense that the roommates didn't find him or smell him or anything. And sure, it is a little odd, but I mean, it was these guys guys who lived in a house and like a lot of them weren't home very often it was kind right. of in and out you know and then he had that whole master suite so he was behind that door and then also the bathroom door and it had only been five days so i don't really think right mm -hmm. i mean for sure his body would start to decompose but mm -hmm. it wouldn't be rotting away by that by that point yeah so, so it's I, I i buy that even even if it was strange that for some reason, his body wasn't smelling. That doesn't begin to explain all of Jody's story changes to, what, I wasn't even there? Okay, I went there at 3 a.m. Okay, he attacked me. Okay, two masked men attacked us. And she kept changing the story. Yeah, that's that wasn't like in the few, like, uh, what do you call them? Things <laughs> I clicked under the subreddit. None of them like oh, brought see. that up. They yeah. all tried to bring up like inconsistencies right. like that. And and. No, there's there's no even yeah even if by some weird miracle or happenstance she w did not kill him, mm -hmm. she was like she she went about this the shadiest way you could have. One thing that I did try to look up and I couldn't find was there was no fingerprints on the shell casing, and I thought that was kind of odd because isn't there usually? Sometimes yeah, as you're loading the the rounds into a clip, mm -hmm. you're, you're certainly you're putting her hands on it yeah but i suppose i could have been i mean if someone else loaded the gun for her or mm. oh yeah like if it had been previously loaded yeah, yeah. And if maybe maybe if enough time passed the oils could have faded a bit yeah. and then of course as you're firing the the round there's an, a mini explosion that happens in the gun mm -hmm. so it's yeah like a tiny bit unusual but not certainly no certainly not proof that she didn't fire yeah the gun yeah Sort of going off of uh, this psychology today, the gold standard of psychology, as we all know, mm -hmm. um, this author, Dale Archer, who is an MD, says here that she was diagnosed as a narcissistic, a pathological liar, bipolar, a sociopath, and more recently with borderline personality disorder. Okay, so the defense hired like four different 
psychologists and doctors to like examine her and stuff and it was crazy each one came up with something different yeah and that could be that could be an element of maybe that since she's such a liar yeah each one yeah yeah each story it's always a different story it's always Mm -hmm. a different set of facts she's presenting yeah and they ask her about her upbringing how do you know she's telling you the truth on any of that oh yeah so i read because i was curious about the abuse that she's alleged happened right i read an interview with her mom uh the it's um like uh website called the feminine collective and they actually interviewed the mom after the case Hmm. and it's interesting and she says that jody had like a perfectly normal upbringing totally happy she's the oldest out of four kids the next one was two years younger than her and then after that it was 11 so it was a big age difference there but totally normal childhood and then when she was 17 she left to live with a boyfriend in like a normal kind of rebellion (laughs) and the mom said there's never any abuse none of the other siblings ever came out and said there's abuse so it probably was a lie i don't want to say it was for sure because you never really know but right right not not to cast any bad light on Mm -hmm. on mrs arius Mm -hmm. but if narcissism and and becoming a pathological liar there is an element of nature nurture there so so it's possible not not likely you know i don't want to drag the mom in the mud for any of this because we have no evidence any of this any of this is true we're just spitballing ideas here if jody got these traits from her mother her parents it's entirely possible they would lie and say there was no abuse Oh, for sure. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we have her. her. So that's why she's that this way. So, I mean, because yeah. look, at the end of the day, even if Jody had a horrible childhood, that doesn't justify how she killed her boyfriend or yes. not boyfriend. Yes. Speaking of which, I saw this link and it's like crime scene photos. Yeah. And I thought it would be like after the body was removed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm curious about the layout of the room and everything. And clicked it. No, no, they were gruesome. And I'm gonna make you look at them. Uh, yeah, I'll look. I because see. I've seen my fair share of crime scene photos. Yeah. No, it was gnarly. So even if it was self-defense, she went a bit overboard there. <laughs> yeah, you you can't. I mean, how do you how do you claim self-defense when the guy's been stabbed? Tw- what was it? Twenty-seven plus times. Yep, twenty-seven plus, and then yeah. throat cut, and then and then bullet. shot in the head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you know, any any one of those individually would have been the end of him. So. Yeah. She says she just shot him and didn't do the other things, but I mean, uh, from the lack of blood in the bullet wound, they think the bullet wound was last, but they're not positive because it was such a gnarly crime scene. Yeah, and it, and it was so back to back. Yeah, how do you tell that exactly. apart? Exactly. So. But that seems. Wow. So she made she was making sure he was down. Yeah. But I also do want to bring to light that Travis was kind of a jerk, too, because he... So in the Mormon faith, you're not supposed to sleep with anybody until you're married. Same with Christianity, I think. Same with any, like, really any yeah. Western religion. Right. So he would, like, sleep with her and then have these... I guess regrets and he would 
call her a slut and a whore and these mean things and then he would change his mind and drag her back in and like so it was definitely for a form of abuse mm-hmm. um don't want to paint Travis in a light of like, hey, he was a great guy. No. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't super great. So not that he was asking for it. <laughs> well, what was he wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> too dark, too dark. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's also like Travis's brother said about Jody um, at the, during the trial. You can't use that as justification for killing him. Like, like her claims that he was like a pedophile and oh, you know, yeah, yeah, child yeah. porn. Like you can't. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. It was just her again trying to, to. Smear campaign. Right. Yeah. And get her sentence lightened. Because of course, if it suddenly came out that Travis was this, this pedophile, suddenly the jury is like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, she killed a guy, but it was a pedophile. <laughs> so, so I. Maybe I, she's a vigilante. Yeah. So I understand her, her desire or her uh, compulsion to try to paint Travis that way mm-hmm. to save herself but pretty messed up and this trial was super long and the jury actually one of the jurors came out and was like yeah I think the length of the trial was against her because her story just kept changing <laughs> and it made her look like not good yeah oh so there's actually also a reddit AMA with the prosecuting attorney who was later like disbarred yeah okay and it was it was really pretty boring to be honest (laughs) he had really boring answers but i read it and they never found the murder weapons Hmm. i thought that was interesting and she never really disclosed what she did with them I i wonder where she tossed them I don't know. It could have been anywhere. She's driving to Utah. Oh, so right after the murder, she leaves, gets in her car, drives to Utah, and goes and visits this other boyfriend. Wow. Yeah. Eh, Not a good look, Jody. (laughs) No, not at all. And she was in a rental car, and I guess she got, like, (laughs) she got blood all over the seats. And when she returned it, the rental company was like, oh, yeah, it had, like, weird stains that look like Kool-Aid, so we cleaned it. (laughs) <laughs> and the police were like, alrighty, I guess we can't use that as evidence. <laughs> Why would you as a rental company not find that suspicious? Well, she also said she would be only using it locally, um, but she drove it over 2,800 miles. <laughs> well, she thought locally meant within the U.S. I mean, Ooh. That, you know, that's not, that's not that her fault. Make, yeah, that would make sense, yeah. <laughs> She was like, I'm not taking it to to Australia or anything. I'm just driving it here locally in the good old U.S. of A. Yeah. I think this trial, part of why this trial got so much media attention is probably because she's attractive. That often plays a role. Right. Like Casey Anthony and who else? Like all those. Any number of them, really. Yeah. It's for for men or women. I mean, there was that uh, that one prisoner. I think he was, uh, I think it was like, he was multiracial. But he Ooh, looked, the attractive prisoner. Yep, with the blue eyes. Yeah. How he's now a model. People are just drawn to attractive people. Yeah, his name is Jeremy Meeks. That's the one. Yeah, super attractive. <laughs> Look him up. <laughs> he's now a male model. I know, and it went viral from his mugshot, right? Yep. Oh my gosh. I remember some of the comments going around 
just people writing stuff like i can change him and no oh my god that's true for so many like the the boston bomber oh he has like a plethora of women who write to him and they like oh they like want to be with him and like all this weird stuff and it's weird if you want a fan club just become murderer yeah charles manson died married um if you're attractive even even then something about about these kinds of people they they just draw a certain kind of individual in you you can read up on because i'm a little more familiar with with um murderers who are men just Mm -hmm. because they they tend to make up most murderers so (laughs) all the famous ones yeah (laughs) right so you occasionally just read read up on the amount of like fan mail they get yeah um one one i i read about and maybe we'll leave this out because it's not really murder specific but it was a Richard Kuklinski. He was a hitman for the mafia. Uh-huh. He claimed to have killed over 200 people before he got caught. And in prison, because the book was written sort of um, by looking at his crimes and by interviewing him. Because he was alive for some time in prison. And then it's suspected he was killed by the mafia for talking. Hmm. But he was oddly conservative when it came to like nudity and sex and that kind of stuff. He had a wife and kids who left them, of course, after everything came to light but he wrote about how disgusted he was by receiving these letters where these women would would send him nude photos of themselves it's just that ha- like that happens oh my gosh that's so weird do they they allow new uh, i guess yeah yep Jeez, i wonder if casey anthony has the same thing because she's like hated like she probably does real oh i'm sure there are guys who message her being like I can change you. <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah, you just need a good man to, to set you on the right path. Oh, people are gross. Those dudes totally exist. Oh, I know. I mean, just look at this freaking yeah. subreddit. It's, yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, people are, it's the halo effect taken to like the extreme. Oh my gosh. People have a hard time reconciling that someone attractive can just be a very not good person. Well... We can go over some of the stats on on mariticide. Oh, well, what is mariticide? So we'll start from the top. Uxoricide is the murder of one's wife or girlfriend. Okay. Now, despite that being so common, many of you, much like myself, have probably never heard that term. No. <laughs> but. What is it? A turocide? It's U-X-O-R-I-C-I-D-E. Okay, no wonder we don't see it. That's impossible to pronounce. Yeah, uxoroside. Okay. Uxoro coming from the Latin Latin meaning of wife, and then side from from a cater or catery meaning to cut or kill. So Ooh. wife, kill, wife, cut. Yeah. Uxoroside, odd <laughs> word. Now, mariticide. Not to be confused with matricide, how I first read it. <laughs> Mariticide. Yeah, when I, when I read it as matricide, I was like, I'm pretty sure this doesn't mean to kill your husband. Yeah. But yeah, mariticide, the, the less common version of spousal murder, which mm-hmm. is to kill your husband or boyfriend. Okay. And will be primarily what we talk about on this podcast, of course. Mm-hmm. But what really surprised me is, so we know, and I'll double check this real quick. So I wanted to double check this. And yes, it appears that so men account for 80% of people arrested for violent crime. So it is just 
you know, it's not very controversial to say that men commit most violent crime. Now, what is really, really interesting about mariticide, women killing a boyfriend or husband, is that according to the FBI, and so this data comes from the 1970s to 80s. We'll pull up some more recent stats in a moment. But in the, in the 70s to mid 80s, for every 100 husbands who killed their wives, about 75 women killed their husbands. So it's about a three to four ratio. Hmm. So despite men making up the majority of violent crime, women almost kind of match it's men always, when it comes to killing a spouse. It's always the spouse. Yeah. That's why it's all, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Just don't get married ever. <laughs> Might live longer. Or date people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is why I want big dogs. Yeah. They'll defend me. All right. Well, do you want to do a, um, what's it called? Why do I keep forgetting the name? I believe in you. You got this. Women in history. Herstory. Herstory. Yeah. There we go. By the way, sh should the title be Herstory or Women in Herstory? We'll think about that and come <laughs> back to it. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up here. So do you know Mount Kilimanjaro? Yes. You know how it's like super tall and hard <laughs> <Yeah>. to climb? <laughs> yeah, like like a fair number of mountains are, yeah. So guess who the... I was going to say guess if it was a man or woman, but it's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guess how old the oldest person to climb Mount Kilimanjaro was. Ooh, there are some like gnarly 80-year-olds out there. Wild guess. Say 80, 88. 89. Ah, so close. I know. And it's a woman. What? Nice. <laughs> yeah. So this woman named Anne Lorimore climbed it in July of 2019 at 89 years old. She completed the climb unassisted, no oxygen needed, no aids needed. Nothing. Did it by herself. How did she hold her breath that long? What do you mean? You said no oxygen needed. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no supplemental oxygen. <laughs> uh, she had actually originally climbed it earlier, and this was her second time doing it. Um, and the person who held the record previously was an 86-year-old Russian woman. Who oh, went, damn. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, Russians are intense. Mm-hmm. Her name was Angela... I'm going to mess up her Russian name here. Angela Vorobeva? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How's it spelled? V-O-R-O-B-E-V-A. That's pr probably right. Vorobeva? Yeah. Yeah, so she did it in 2015. Also a woman. And she was 86. And then in 2019, this 80... Nine-year-old Nine did it, who's also a woman. So, two women doing this. That's In their eighties, yeah, yeah. That's super impressive. So the oldest man, just to compare, was named Fred uh, Dieselhorst. Dieselhorst. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> D i s t e l h o r s t. Oh, that's actually yeah, Dieselhorst. 
Yeah, and he did it at the age of 88 in 2017. So he briefly held that, but... Then she wrecked. Although, hey, to be fair to to Diesel Horse, men on average live five years less. So it was really more (laughs) like he was 93. Shut up. (laughs) No. (laughs) And she actually did it and raised funds for her charity, Creating Exciting Futures, which supports underprivileged children. Nice. Yeah. Great cause. Impressive physical feat. Yeah. At that age, it's amazing. An amazing physical feat. Super amazing. She said she like hardcore trained for around eight months, but she can't remember a time when she wasn't hiking. So it was just like part of her. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good for her. I like it too that it, that it wasn't another inventor. Not not that it's not exciting to listen to inventors, but we're getting into the physical this, this is a aspects. Cool, yeah, <laughs> this is another cool aspect to cover. Yeah, in terms because then we can, now we can talk about like ultra marathon runners, a lot of amazing women in that sport. Of course, like any number of Olympian Olympians. Oh yeah, or women. Yeah, we're definitely going to cover a few of those. Astronauts, like there's so many things to cover. I know, and we're slowly going to work our way through. Yeah. So, but today that's who we're covering what was her name again i'm horrible horrible with names Anne lorimore Anne lorimore mm-hmm. what is she up to these days well s- probably quarantining from covid because she's 89 and this happened last year but yeah. she like is pretty busy working with her charity and Oh, what's her charity called? We should give her a shout out. I just told you. Creating Exciting Futures <laughs> for the oh, kids. Oh, I thought, I thought you were just like saying she's creating exciting futures for oh, kids. no, no, no. See, that's, that's, a, that's a problem when, you're, when your organization is like just the phrase. Yeah, and she's traveled like all over the world working with kids and all this mm. stuff. So huge philanthropist. You know the word. Philanthropist. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what are you trying to say? Filibuster? Film, filament? <laughs> And then I, um, I applied it. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> is, uh, that is the, the herstory for this week. Nice. So we have Jody Arias, the not philanthropist. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and then Anne Lorimore, the phil- philanthropist. I, I cannot say it. Say philanthropist. <laughs> yeah, you can't. So you just did. <laughs> just not naturally. All right. I think that's it yeah you good yeah. yeah oh yeah we want to thank our fans for helping us get this far we're at over 100 followers on instagram about to hit 400 downloads mm-hmm. that's actually pretty exciting for us didn't think we'd make it this far yeah especially with covid you know how <laughs> does it feel being so famous gabe uh it's amazing i i don't i can't even walk down the streets these days <laughs> and when i do i walk with a mask so i don't get identified mm-hmm. does covid play a tiny part in that perhaps but it's really because of all the fame oh yeah yeah you just don't want pictures taken of you and exactly. by the paparazzi and all that exactly all right yeah thank you guys we appreciate it 